So welcome to episode seven of United United, a Carabao Cup special with Jem and me, Dave. Um, Jem, I'm going to launch straight into this and go straight to the big game, uh, United versus United. That's Man United versus West Ham United. And I've got to say, what a masterclass. It's a masterclass from three people in particular. Moyes, who I've never doubted, masterminded uh, the squad and the team to perform as he did, as they did, to get the win. From Noble, who, you know, interestingly, if you look at this, the, the tactics he's used over the last two games, genius, really, deliberately missing the penalty on Sunday to create a full sense of security in your lot and then comes and runs the midfield uh, on Wednesday night. Absolutely superb. And then the other one I'm going to talk about, the other masterclass, Antonio. Deliberately gets himself sent off against Southampton a couple of weeks ago. Misses the league game against your lot on on Sunday. Um, Again, lulls your lot into a full sense of security. We played, I admit, a 4-6-0 formation, which didn't quite work on Sunday. But we, we this is the Moyes masterclass bit. We amended it to a 5-5-0, which paid dividends. And also, Antonio, the double bluff, didn't play him. You're expecting him. He didn't turn up. Um, and that's all part of the plan. And then what do we see? My man... Ryan Fredericks makes a fantastic run. I've always said he could run. Crosses the ball for Lanzini to poke it in. Uh, 1-0. Quite comfortable, really, for the rest of the match. Everything's vindicated. Um, all the tactics right the way through from the first game on Sunday to this game. Everything vindicated. And what a performance. What a win. Yep. What a win. Uh <laughs> I, I don't really know what to say to that, to be honest, because... Nothing you can say. Well, there isn't, because I am fuming. <laughs> um, what on earth are Manchester United Football Club doing? What are they doing? Well, I mean, they're losing. Well, they are losing, and it's embarrassing. I just, I, I just don't know what to say anymore. I think you're right. It was a Moyes masterclass. Playing eight at the back last <laughs> night. You know, it worked. And fair play to them. Play on the counter-attack, fine. It works. They they could have had two or three more towards the end of the game. Yeah, we eased, uh, up, we eased up towards the end, to be fair. We didn't want to embarrass you. Well, I thank you for that because, you know, that would have, that would have been rubbing salt in the wounds. But <sighs> I don't know what to say about Oli anymore because we've already had this problem. In the Europa, in the uh, sorry, Europa, Europa League, I'm so used to the Europa League. Uh, it's the Champions League, sorry. He changes the whole squad, except for a couple of players. And we lose the young boys. He changes the entire squad against West Ham in the Car- Carabao Cup. We lose. What is he doing? He, he just hasn't got a clue anymore. He's done, okay? <laughs> 
Well, when Most... we, where we left him on Sunday, if, if I remember rightly, he was trying to turn around a bus with no wheels on it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what he's doing. And he's not found his wheels. <laughs> and he, he never will, to be honest. He is not capable of winning a trophy at Manchester United. Um, what I'm going to say now is the truth. No Ronaldo, no party. Okay. <laughs> Oli has brought Ronaldo in as a last-minute present, okay? He's relying on Ronaldo to win him in this trophy. Ronaldo's not going to win it for him because he's not, gonna, he's not getting played. He's not getting played in games. Hey, he's 36 years old. He's, you, you've got to look after the old man. Listen, Ronaldo is 36. I reckon he could play all 60 games this year and still be top goal scorer in every competition. Obviously, it's not going to happen now because he's out of the Carabao Cup. Um, that's not going to happen. No. Nope. I, I just don't understand what he's doing. He's changing too many things. There's no chemistry. I can't blame the players because we already know they're all useless. So, yeah, when you, when you, when you play the third team, there's not really anything else to expect. And Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely fuming. Perhaps, absolutely perhaps fuming. he didn't want... Um, Ronaldo cup tied for um, when he has to dump him in the in the New Year sales, January sales, to another to another Premier League team who's still in the Carabao. No, maybe he should go to an ambitious club like West Ham. <laughs> well, he'd struggle to get in with Noble, but that's another that's another question. Um, but you're still third in the league, Jim. League, it's, it doesn't matter to me. You know what? We're, we're third in the league. It's going to stay that way all season, isn't it? We're not. We're not going to. We're not going to go any further than that. Um, we'll probably go top, maybe on goal difference at one point. We'll probably win this weekend. You know, we bounce back like we did against Young Boys. We win a, a, away at West Ham, and then what happens the next game? We lose. Just, just pathetic, pathetic. <laughs> you know what Ollie said after the game? He said, "Oh, they had twenty-seven shots. The the lads gave it a good go. Twenty-seven shots. I'd love to know how many of them went." 60 yards over the bar from 60 yards out. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. I, I think the stat was six on target out of 27. Oh, that just says it all, doesn't it? You need a bit of shooting practice. I mean, I look at Lingard. Yeah. He, he was man. heroic last season for you guys. Yep. And he comes back to Old Trafford. Well, I mean, he, he, he had a good game at the London Stadium on Sunday as well when he came on. Obviously, he scored the goal, but I think there must be a disease at Old Trafford because Lingard is not the same player. This this disease affects your ability to play football. Um, and it seems like that starting 11 last night lost their ability to play football. Man United-itis. That's what we've got. That's what we're dealing yeah. with here. I'm Fred Straited. You are Fred Straited. And was Fred, Fred wasn't even playing and that's Fred, how bad yeah, it is. That is... That's a good point. And I think if we had Fred last night, we would have probably lost by even more. So. <laughs> good job he wasn't playing for you then. Exactly. Who have you got? Let's 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 look on the bright side. Let's let's brighten this up a bit. Who have you got on Saturday? Uh, so we're gonna be bouncing back against Aston Villa on Saturday. We're at home. Uh at Fortress Old Trafford. Yeah, the Fortress Old Trafford. Um, it's a midday kickoff. We don't seem to do well on them games, um, but they seem to have a few injury concerns. But but you know what? 
it doesn't matter because we've just lost to a second string West Ham team. So what does what does it matter? They've got injuries, yeah, they'll still beat us. They'll bring an academy lad in and they'll score a hat trick. So it's just what about what about West Ham? Let's, and let's, you're let's... the optimistic one in this, Jim. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I'm meant to be. What about West Ham? Let's talk about we're, an ambitious club. So you know, we're ambitious club. Yeah, we're we're away to dirty Leeds, who you know, to be fair to them, they haven't been as dirty in in recent years under Bielsa. Um, very watchable team. Struggling, they are. I don't mm-hmm. think they've had a win all season. Um, Struggling near the bottom of the table, 17th, looking for their first win. We're flying high, lots of confidence on eight, in eighth place. So I can confidently predict we're the type of team that will give Leeds their first win of the season. It always happens to West Ham. When a team's looking for their first win, when a goal scorer is looking for his first goal, call on West Ham. We're, we're good for that. So, listeners, if you're if you're betting people, get your money on Leeds. Hmm. What, what do you say I, to that? I just think that's wrong. <laughs> what you think West Ham won't? I lose? think I think you are the the team to watch. I think you are going to win comfortably. I think Antonio's back and he's going to probably bag a hat trick or something, something like that. And um, yeah, I, I I'm sort of enjoying West Ham's football. Well, you went to the stadium the other day and seemed to enjoy it. So, you know, maybe maybe this podcast is going to take an unusual turn <laughs> this season. Yeah, just United from now on. <laughs> United, that's it. That's all we need. I tell you what, let's cheer ourselves up by looking at our second teams. Surely our second teams um, did well this week. Surely. Who's, who's your second team this week, Jem? in the Carabao Cup. Who was your second team? Who were you supporting? Well, I was supporting um, Norwich. Oh, Norwich was my second team. Oh, Jesus. Well, you know, you'd, you'd hope there'd be light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yep. Yeah, there's no light at the end of my tunnel. <laughs> it's uh, it's another win for Liverpool, 3-0. <laughs> they, they played a team full of 16-year-olds. You know, they win 3-0 comfortably. They change their whole team and they win. Hmm. Um, I would like to say three shots on target from them, three goals. Mm, yeah. That's a bit, a bit fluky, I think. Norwich had five shots on target and uh, no goals. So yeah. it's a bit, a bit too accurate from Liverpool, isn't it? A bit too precise. 100%. Yeah, I'm just not enjoying them at the minute, especially when we're having results like this, and then they're going off to a three-nil win with their reserve team. So it is quite frustrating at the minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they. They will travel to Brentford at the weekend. Oh, and, please. Yep. They'll be going to the Brentford Community Stadium. Yep. Um, and Brentford are coming off the back of a, I think, a 7 or 8 nil win in the Cup. So, oh, yeah, yeah I, th- I think, you know, Liverpool should, should watch themselves. Watch themselves, definitely. Well, I'm going to be looking forward to that one. Brentford, ninth in the league. Liverpool, second on goal difference. So, yep, there's all the possibility of... Uh, a Liverpool win there. What about um, uh, West Ham? Well, if you oh, remember, Ham. if oh, you remember, um, my second team, Jem, um, we left them in a precarious position on in the middle of the in at half time in the last podcast, where they were drawing nil nil oh. 
away yes. to Spurs. Do you remember this? Yeah. I do remember this, yes. Well, I'm I'm very, very happy to announce that that day just got slightly better. It just was improved slightly by a, a Chelsea 3-0 win. Three goals in the second half. Mm. Dismantled Spurs. Yep. And, um, yeah, it uh, it was... It was a joy to watch, I've got to say. It cheered me up no end. In fact, you were in the pub with me watching it, so you know how much that cheered me up. I do. And, um, you know, my prediction of Kane not being here at the end of the transfer window, I made that a few, uh, not being at Spurs at the end of the transfer window, I made that prediction a few episodes ago. Um, as with most of my predictions, didn't come to pass. Um, but he was a shadow of his former self. I mean, he was yeah. playing in midfield, sometimes in defence, What's, what is going on? And of course, they were playing Wolves in the Carabao Cup, the uh, Nuno derby. Um, yep. I was looking forward to this one. Unfortunately, Spurs went 2-0 up. Wolves paid it back to 2-0, got it to penalties, everything to play for. And somehow Wolves managed to hit the bar a couple of times, Sky one over and basically gave it to Spurs, which was um, took the edge off my evening. Took the edge off my evening slightly. But... They should have had uh, Mark Noble taking a penalty. Oh, no, wait. They shouldn't have. <laughs> well, his record still stands up with the best in Europe. Um, so, you know, they could have done worse than him. Um, Spurs' next game on uh, at the weekend, Arsenal. Oh, North London derby. Big North London derby. And I am worried about this one because I now have to be an Arsenal supporter. And so I now have to get behind... Uh, Arteta, and I'm going to struggle to do that because he's nearly as bad as Vieira. Oh, so I have to disagree with that, Dave. You know what? I think you you you've picked a good team this week because I think Arteta is unique. Certainly that. Um, well, you know, he gets called PE teacher a lot, and I disagree with that. I think okay. Ollie is the PE teacher. Mm-hmm. If if Arteta was in charge of Man United. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have had to have these conversations about Manu. Um, we, we we would already be running away with the league. He'd already be in the championship and he'd be sacked. Yeah, yeah. You so, know what? I think I think you should. You know, I think Arteta is going to surprise you. I like him. Well, we will see about that. And it, but if 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 Arteta, if Solskjaer's the PE teacher, what does that make Arteta the domestic science teacher? Something like that. Yeah, he's the cover teacher. <laughs> the cover teacher well it'll surprise me if he's in a job by the end of this month that's how it'll surprise me oh another big claim another big claim um so i think we can move on to our next feature which is your most irritating player or person of the week um i don't know you've got a few to choose from here jen where where are you going to go with this one well i'd love to blame fred but (laughs) I can't. He wasn't playing. Yep. So, I guess. Uh, let's let's just cut to the chase. It's going to be Ollie. It's Ollie. Mm. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Um. Just embarrassing again. He he can't continue with this approach. It's just not working. Um. I was looking at the touchline last night, and I was I was on my knees begging for Moyes to be in our dugout instead. <laughs> At least he knows how to win a game. God. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, desperate stuff. So uh, really what I'm picking up here is Ollie out, Arteta in. Is that is that from from this podcast, that's what it's sounding like you want to happen? Well, like I said, I know we're going to go and bounce back at the weekend. Yeah, We're going to win comfortably against Villa. Um, not my words. Uh, because we've got we've got Ronaldo in the team and a few other, you know, we, we've got a whole new team. That, that's what's going to happen. And he's going to save, they're going to save Ollie's job. So, yeah, I think if Arteta was in charge, he'd get the best out of both of our uh, our teams. Well, let's see what happens. I'm waiting for that with bated breath. I'm writing down these predictions and we will refer to them next time, Jem. Uh, if we're talking about predictions, can I just go back to one from Sunday? Yeah. I remember you saying it's time for Moyes to go. <laughs> I wonder how you're feeling about that now. Well, again, you know, you're taking me quite literally there, time for Moyes to go. I, I don't think I finished the sentence. It was really time for Moyes to go up to Old Trafford and finish some unfinished business, which he took care of. You know, go and get your plan sorted out, Moyes. Get your masterclass in place, which is what he did. So, you know, you can't say fairer than that, Jim. Uh, what a manager. The right manager for us. Always said it. Um, Fair enough. Getting the best out of us. Fair enough. I'm going to come on to my most irritating person of the week. And yeah, I'd like to hear this, actually. I'm yeah, because, uh, you know, it's hard to pick a West Ham uh, player. Uh, or I, I, I did, I think, maybe settled on somebody from West Ham at the, at the weekend. But I'm, I'm going to go back to the weekend, actually. And I'm going to pick out a particular individual who really does irritate me. Um, and that individual is Pep Guardiola. Okay. You know, all this stuff about the empty had and come on fans, we need you there. Come to the Southampton game. So, yeah, he makes that call. The fans respond. They come to the game. He serves up a nil-nil draw. And this is typical of Guardiola. His football throughout his career has been anti-football. This tick-attacker stuff, it's so tedious to watch. Sure, it wins a few tournaments. Sure, it wins a few leagues. Yeah, it's successful, but it's boring. It's really boring. And, you know, this is guaranteed to keep the crowds away. He's, wonder, he's wondering why the Etihad's not getting full. Change your style of play, Pep. Get rid of all this precise football that you play. It's boring. It's boring to watch. And uh, start playing a bit of a counter-attacking fast-moving, error-prone football um, like uh, West Ham try and play, but sort of they do well on the error-prone bit, but the rest of it is they struggle with. Get something, get some football in there that will excite the fans. Otherwise, you're never going to fill that stadium and it's going to continue to be the empty hat. So Pep is my most irritating person of the week. It's funny you should mention the um, Southampton game because I was, I was pouring out my... Um... My cornflakes on Saturday morning, <laughs> and um, no, well, I was pouring them out, and then this this ticket dropped out, and it was a ticket for the Manchester City versus Southampton. So Pep obviously got the message across, didn't he? He, um, he has. And the only surprising yeah. thing about that is you were having cornflakes, not cocoa pops. But oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but... well, that's a bit of an inside joke, isn't it? So. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I hear they were giving these these uh, these 
tickets away. But, you know, people just weren't even bothering to pick them up. Why? Because the football's so boring. Yeah. You know, and I've been saying this for a long, long time. And the strange thing is, Jim, about my opinion about Pep and his football and his, his boring way of grinding out winning trophies year after year after year. No one agrees with me. No one agrees with me. Everyone thinks he's a genius for, for masterminding these trophy wins. He's a bald fraud. That's what he is. <laughs> he's a bald fraud. And everyone's been suckered in by him. And the other thing is, just while I'm on a rant about him, do not pick a Man City player for your, for your fantasy league team, especially a midfielder. I mean, it's like roulette. Who's he going to pick? You know, you're wasting your time. You're wasting a player in your fantasy league team if you're picking a Man City player. He's a bald fraud. He's playing anti-football. And the sooner he goes, the better. Well, you know what's really good about this? Uh, Obviously, West Ham, their next game in the Carabao Cup is going to be against the bald fraud in Manchester City. And I'll tell you what, Jem, I will love it. I will love it. If they come to our place and we beat them, I will love it. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I will. No. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is brilliant. I, I am glad that, you know what, I think there's more chance of you guys beating them than our team. So I'm glad you guys went through and I'm hoping you, for a West Ham win. Our name is on the cup this year, especially if we change it to Carabao United. Our name is on the cup. As long as you avoid Arteta's arsenal. Well, which goes without saying. So, look, I think we've covered all the ground we need to cover this week. Um, anything else you want to say, Jim, before we go? No, the pep rant has cheered me up a bit, so uh, thanks for that. <laughs> okay, no worries. Um, okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I believe we've got a new fan, your mum, Jim? Yes, yes. So sh- big shout out to Jim's mum. to my mum, yeah. And uh, that's, I think that's the fan base. Um, we're now up to three. That's me, you and your mum. So we're doing pretty well. Um, anyone else wants to join in listening to this nonsense, you're welcome. Uh, and we will be here for more nonsense um, after the next round of Premier League games. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.